The Mission Control Podcast. Changing the way you listen. Hello, welcome to another episode of Mission Control. This episode is brought to you by Hipflask. It is a socially networked gig guide made locally, and it allows you to sift through curated events around you, which can include gigs, parties, launches, exhibitions, and more. You can also connect it to Facebook, uh, and you can see which friends are going to which events. You can get it free of charge from the Apple or Google store, and you can also go to hipflaskapp.com for more information. And of course, thanks to the lovely people at Hipflask for allowing me to plug their app. Uh, Today on the podcast, he's been on before, I think uh, two years ago. His name is Timothy Nelson, and we are going to go deep down the rabbit hole. It's going to get pretty interesting, so stick around. You're listening to Mission Control. Hello. We are back. Tim Nelson is sitting right in front of me in the dark. Uh, he requested that all the lights go out, so uh, I'm not sure what's Look, about it, to happen. But It had to happen. <laughs> it was required. It was a requirement. Uh, if you're going to go deep, yeah, yeah, as you exactly. just said you're going to, that works I wasn't s- told about this. That works on so many levels. That's creepy. How have you been? <laughs> I've been good. Yeah? I've been good. Deeply. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, been very, very busy um, with, um, you know, the TV stuff Mm-hmm. And making two or three records at the same time. It's nice. Yeah, it's a lot of juggling at the moment. Yep. Fortunately, I've literally got nothing else to do. <laughs> no real pressing commitments apart from the three albums and two television shows. So it's it's all good. It's good to have all that free time, you know. But it feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. It feels yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've just finished up half of it anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. On to um, new things. You showed me a episode of uh, The Fuck. That was really cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I've... I um, can't take credit for the the show, but the the dudes who who make it, um, Mad Kids. That's we we did the the shapes with last year, that, which, which is a children's animation, but. Uh, evidently, the fuck is is not a children's show at all. <laughs> Clearly not. No. Yeah. It was really cool. Like uh, initially, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I'm dumb, so like I, I didn't know it was a mockumentary, but like it was very convincing <laughs> at the start. <laughs> You're like, wow, she's really hanging out with ISIS. You know, that's that's really good footage. Have you guys shown the police this? <laughs> I'm like one of those uh, YouTube comments where it's like, is this real? <laughs> this is really scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really cool though. Um, so how long? It was like one night of filming. Uh, my my part was Your the part show was? itself was done very quickly because Matt Lovekiss, who um, he co-wrote the show and he plays the character of Lee D. Mm-hmm. He and I wrote the music for the shapes together, and we were doing that um, even up to mid last year, I think. Um, uh, and dur- yeah, during that, he was like, oh, "I've got this idea for." Or well, I'm working with Hen Henry, the other guy. He, he um, working with him on an idea for a, sort of a takeoff of Vice Media, like mm-hmm. a mockumentary yep. sort of thing. And then within like a month, they were like, "Oh yeah, ABC bought the show." And then a month later, I was at the rap party and they'd already shot it. And Lauren, the producer, sort of you know drunkenly asked me if I'd do all the music, and I drunkenly said yes. Um, and uh, then yeah, a few weeks later, I was in there office making all the music for the show um that's cool yeah but that that part that that i filmed was 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 super fun you know Mm -hmm. because what yeah they they told us a while back they want to get you and a bunch of other musicians to play yourself and you'll go into like an iga or something and and uh rob the place and hold it up you know all in the name of you know kicking back against spotify and i just thought that that's a wicked idea i've often thought about doing it myself um (laughs) 
And uh, then, yeah, then Cav and, and, and Abby May got on board and um, and Will Stoker, fresh off The Bachelorette. Yeah. You know. Yep, yep, yep. I, uh, I, I saw Will Stoker uh, perform at the Beaufort Street Festival. How was he? It was excellent. I took my parents down. They were slightly disturbed, but they, yes. they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. It, it had cameos from, uh, yeah, Cav and, and Abby May. And uh, it was, re- you guys are good actors, man. Uh, it was really, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you give someone a gun or a fake gun and say walk into there and you know yeah. hold the place it's up. It's hard I mean, not to you, go crazy. Yeah? You would, yeah, you'd just be like, oh my god, this is every action movie I watched as a kid. I so have been waiting for this moment my whole <laughs> life. I've done yeah. it in the mirror, and you know, I'm just like, you'd consider doing it in real life. Yeah, yeah. and then you walk in and you're like, what's my line? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's improv. There is no. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how many more episodes are, are they going to film? Is that going to be a whole series? Or? There's six episodes. They, they, it's done. They, it's they, done. they okay. drop. iView drops series like in that sort of Netflix binge watch fashion. Mm-hmm. So, all six are available on ABC iView at the moment. That's really cool, yeah. man. That's really cool. Yeah. Um. I also uh, saw you in uh, Bar None. Oh yeah, the Peter the Bar documentary. Peter Bar documentary. We were, we were there at the um, premiere at Luna. Yeah, uh, at the Beanbag Cinema, and, and that was really cool. Mm. That was really cool. I, I was uh, waiting for it to get super corny and cheesy, but it never hit that point. But yeah. it started off super corny and cheesy, and that, that was the uh, the, it ice, the, up. the point. Yeah, of it, yeah. Know? So you, you never let you go of the vibe it set up from the start. That's yeah. the important thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, you had a you had a quite a lengthy scene in the. In that old van of yours that you mentioned yes. is, is no longer with you. Oh, I love that van. I had this. Uh, I used to have this uh, late '80s Japanese imported Toyota Hiace, and it was called Living Saloon because it said on all the the plush seat heads inside, you know, Living Saloon. It also said Turbo, but I was yeah. At no point did it ever feel like it had any Turbo. <laughs> A turbo Maybe. van, really? It, it's <laughs> yeah, it big letter like Turbo. I mean, if you're going to yell about it, at yeah. least actually, you know, get fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which it couldn't. But it had all these uh, awesome little trinkets in it, like it uh, had uh, electric curtains. You'd press a thing. Wow. I think one of them worked at the time. But, um, and it had a little console in the middle. Put your drinks in. It's got a hot, cold, and ice button. And you can heat something up. You can turn it to ice. It has a little wow. sealed ice tray that comes with it. You can fill up with water. It's in- this car is insane. It did everything except drive well. It did all the other things. Yeah. Yeah, all the other unnecessary things. Yeah. It had like a sunroof and a moonroof. Wow. Anyway, look, I'm going on about the van, but you just brought back some some memories. Have you know. slept in it before? I Yeah, I slept in that thing. Yeah. You could practically We turned it into things. a DJ booth wow. at a party. Oh. You know, so it was a, it was a landmark, you know. Yeah. It should, should be a part of history. Unfortunately, it went to the records. <laughs> so, did it have a name? Uh, just the living saloon. Okay. Yeah, just yeah. call it that. Yeah. Wow. I'm cool. pretty lazy with titles. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, what else has been going on? Sorry to be so generic about these questions. But yeah, I mean, you you <laughs> didn't even Google me before I got here, did you? <laughs> You've dropped so, the ball. So uh, what was your name again? I was all over your shit, man. I was going through your old MySpace page. I was like, <laughs> what dirt can I dig up? Oh, Jesus. Some terrible hair choices on my old MySpace page. <laughs> I actually, I actually <laughs> tried. I actually went looked at my band's old MySpace page yeah. last night and found some pretty hilarious photos. Did you have a fringe? <laughs> I didn't have a fringe. Our drummer had a. Pete had a, an Everlast jumper on and had like Zach Delaroche hair. Yeah. 
um, we yeah, we looked like a pretty violent band. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. What are these uh, albums that you're recording? I'm doing a solo album. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a, a high horse album. Nice. And I'm writing. I've been writing and demoing the next Infidels album. Yeah. So cool. I'm in the tracking stage of the solo record, and that's going to come out in November mm-hmm. or October or something like that. Um, and a lot of those songs are built up over a long time, so um, I just sort of put a, put together a hybrid of my three bands, which is the Infidels, High Horse, and Kill Devil Hills, and just nice. got members from all three and made a solo band out of it. Um, and that was cool because we, we just rehearsed all the songs. The idea was to make a fairly uh, natural sort of guitar-y, uh, alt-country, Wilco, Ryan Adams vibe, so mm-hmm. band, band in a room as opposed to fully produced and Pro Tools. So yeah. we just uh, worked on the songs in the, in the jam room and rehearsed for months. Um, and then went on tour down south. We just did four shows, and by the end of that, we were super tight. We walked into, um, we went into Rada Studios, which is where we did the Kill Devil Hills album um, with Dan Carroll, and mm-hmm. he just set up a bunch of mics. We and we we had no headphones or click track. We just pretended like we were, we just acted as if we were rehearsing, and just smashed through the set. And it's like coming off the you know the last record I did was the Infidels record which was just you know like super in the box not in the box but like very like um, a pop production kind of record mm, yeah. Ton, tons of you know Pro Tools handiwork and yeah, yeah. samples remember, and all that do you that. know Mark McEwen yeah, yeah I do I, yeah, I was at his he, 30th birthday party the yeah other you night. played at his 30th that was really cool but um, I remember him showing like he, he showed me a couple of tracks from that, that latest Infidels um, album before it came out yeah and even then like just off his iPhone and I was like, fuck, that's really catchy. Fuck. God damn, he writes really catchy songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really and that cool, was just like super fun record to make, mm. but it was really, really hard and very, diff- very different for us because we had a producer yeah. in Joel Quartermain and he yeah. was like running the show. Mm-hmm. So I've like my, I sort of had done all the work all my work anyway by just you know writing the majority of it mm-hmm. and, and presenting my parts in in like pre-production and stuff and then it was sort of on him to kind of drive the session and and rewrite parts or think mm-hmm. of things that work and and yeah. that w- that was really cool and i and i learned a lot from that you know because like joel and i are really close friends as well so you know i think um people be, you know like people around you they become like a little voice inside your head in certain situations yeah you know? you, you, you you kind of uh kind of say in your head what they would think or, yeah, or the totally. advice that they would give you yeah yeah, yeah. And we, yeah so like after working with Joel like you know now when I work on music just on my own there's a, that extra element of like what he might suggest mm-hmm. and that sort of you absorb that kind of stuff as part of your, mu- your musical DNA and, and, yeah you know yeah. so I feel like it yeah um, it yeah the, the, the clouds part and then they, yeah, yeah, their yeah. faces up there and useless reverb or something you know yeah, yeah or even <laughs> when you like you just want to get from point A to point C and you, and you just you, you get stumped on an idea and having that extra sort of oh Joel might do this mm. or you know or this guy might do that or um, yeah so that was really cool but nevertheless very refreshing to then be able to just rehearse with a band mm-hmm. smash out a bunch of songs and um, walk into a studio and do that and we've been kind of you know slowly doing overdubs ever since um uh, Dan and I have developed a, uh, uh, what would you say, an affinity for Time Zone, which came from a late night. Uh, we went to see the, oh, we went to see The Force Awakens yep. on the, like, the midnight screening, mm-hmm. like, the night it came out. We went yep. there and the queue was so huge. But we just got really stoned in the car in preparation for the film. And we were like, fuck, I'm standing at a queue for three hours you it know, freaks you out I think like, yeah, it's a nightmare like, oh god no. people, you like, just feel like people are watching you for some reason yeah yeah, yeah. But then there's like light just appeared at the end of the <laughs> corridor and it was like we all saw time zone just so we oh 
oh, like, yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. And Dan and I fell in love with this uh, uh, skiing game. Mm. I forget what it's called, but it's um, you get like basically three levels, and you, you you're skiing down these these mountains and doing mm-hmm. tricks and stuff. But yeah. because you actually stand in like a, a fake like a booth where you hold the things on either side and yeah. you stand these things, like you control the skiing. direction with your feet and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. the screen is so big, which, which if you're baked, just gets even bigger. So we just it's kind of like you just fall into the game. And yeah. I swear I was at Kilimanjaro skiing over those <laughs> volcanoes, which is how they they sort of depict Kilimanjaro, this sort of volcanic yeah. uh, ski ski trip. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Um, so like our our sessions have been sort of you know scattered for the solo record, and every time we get together and and do a vocal, it gets to a certain point in the evening where it's like, oh, let's get this chorus done, otherwise time zone will be closed. Yeah, let's go skiing. So <laughs> yeah, so we say we're like, let's go skiing, and then we just, and then we just don't, we just like ditch the album. So that's why it's not coming out till the end of the year. Yeah, all because but, um, of that fucking ski game. Yeah, did you end up seeing the Force Awakens? Of course. Yeah, yeah we yeah, we made it in there, and it was it was awesome. Yeah, I, I got it. pretty I teary. It. Yeah, I have yeah. to say, like, mm. yeah, fucking Disney man, they just know how to pull at the the old heartstrings. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, what, what's his name, Abrams? He's mm. he's like he's old a JJ. great. He, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a great he's a great director, and I love his movies. But it, he's also really good at the homage thing. Mm. You know, like he did it with Spielberg in yeah. um, Super Eight. Yep, and uh, he was like, if you because the the thing about Star Wars, it just needs to feel like a Star Wars mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, that's the that's like the first box you need to tick, which the the prequels didn't do. Yeah, but he can like capture the feeling that another mm. director had done. Well, funnily really enough, well. people were actually complaining that it was too much like it, it, it copied the format of the earlier movies too yeah, much yeah because it's a because it's um, basically a rewrite of A New mm, Hope it's the same like, storyline there's a new Death Star it's just yeah. bigger now you know um, but I guess they I don't know all the all the what you call them, all the apologists <laughs> which, you know, all these bloody Force mm. Awakens apologists out there yeah yeah um they, you know, the the, the defence is that they kind of had to do that to sort of um, well, yes the old characters in favour of the new ones. Yeah, true. But, you know. you know, you've got to repackage it for... I mean, if it's not broke, then don't fix it. Like, I think it, it did really well in reintroducing the whole ethos to a new generation, I think. Yeah. Like, old and new. Um, because I had never really been a fan... But um, when that came out, I saw I saw it three times. Three, yeah. All right, you got one more than me. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, I have a friend that religiously yeah. went weekly. Yeah, and he was still doing it. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, I saw on Facebook. So I think he's potentially seen The Force Awakens. However many weeks it's been since it opened, mm-hmm. that many times. Probably like twenty times now. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah, it was great though. Um, did you hear about all that con- controversy about? Do you know Ray? Yeah, yeah. Not personally, yeah. you know. Played by Daisy Ridley. Like, there's no Ray toys. Like, she's not included in in a lot of the collections in the toys. Really? Like, you can find a Finn. You can find like, um, you know, is that out of Kylo decency? Ren. Because all, no all the creepy Star Wars fans that would play with their toys, maybe they're just like, oh, don't expose Ray to that. Yeah. Let's, you know, they're just being protective. Yeah, it, it was just, it was just bizarre that they they didn't include her in 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 the whole toy series. Like, you can get some plush dolls here and there but as of figurines like yeah there was just no ray figurine that you could buy do you think because like ever since george lucas kind of um 
revolutionized the whole merchandising thing with the original you know he mm. made sure he held on to right, the rights for all the merch which proved to be his huge money maker because they yeah. released so maybe every person that comes on board for Star Wars whether it's the actor or the or the cameraman they're just in their contract like well I want a piece of the merchandise because mm. that's like even the, even like you know trading cards and all that shit even man. the work experience kid mm. you know he's got you know he's trying to get in on the merch and maybe she for whatever reason forgot to put that clause in a contract yes. and I'm like yes we have someone we don't have to make you know including yeah. the merch thing yeah yeah cut her out that's a very good theory Timothy I'm, I'm full of theories that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. a theory for most things and an answer for less <laughs> um, in, in other news uh, to, to totally do a 180 but um the, the whole cannabis legislation uh, has been amended. Uh, we can't really pop the champagne yet because it's not legal, but... But we can light another joint. We can light another... Yes, Which absolutely. we were going to anyway. Yeah. We didn't really need them to say, hey, if you have a headache, now you can get high. Exactly. Well, we're going to be doing it anyway. It's I'm going to be doing it anyway. When you lot want to start earning some tax cash off this stuff. Because yeah. we're going to buy it regardless. Exactly, exactly. At the moment, we buy it from criminals. Yeah, exactly. And... Um, we essentially are criminals, which is pretty which is ridiculous. It's just bizarre. I know. It's a harmless. Like no one is getting hurt in this equation, except probably my stomach because I'll eat too many hot dogs or something. Yeah, because you know. yeah, you're <laughs> criminal just for even like trying it. Which is mm. well, I guess it's not. It's sort of it's a kind of tiptoe around that one, isn't it? It's not illegal to be on drugs is it it's more it's illegal to possess to possess drug. it yeah and if you're caught behind the wheel obviously and you're high and they swab your mouth then you're gonna probably get a dui but um yeah even that which fair been, enough you should not drive stoned absolutely but even that test itself is faulty because as we all know thc stays in the blood for at least two weeks so it's yeah. like well how high well what if i smoked it two days ago or three days ago like, how high you gotta up? get motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious! But yeah, as I said, we can't really celebrate no. yet. It's, it's for, for it's pe- also it's di- it's a bit different. I mm. think it's it's more the effect it has on people mm-hmm. surely is way more varied than alcohol. Yeah, because think about it, on a scale of people that they have like a sip and they feel a bit tipsy mm-hmm. versus the alcoholic who can't get drunk anymore. Yeah, or as drunk as he'd like to be, maybe. Um, that's uh, that's still that still doesn't throw the whole blood alcohol you know look that that law you know it's it's point oh whatever five, it is yeah. point oh five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's yeah. that's that's staying like that for a while regard no one's saying oh but you know point oh five might be okay for someone mm, whatever. Yeah. whereas i think with weed it's way more varied with what it does to you like yeah you yeah know, drugs yeah. are kind of weird like that you know some people though for i mean just behaviorally like some people will smoke it and then just want to sit on the couch and do nothing mm-hmm. and then i know guys that smoke in the morning they do the gardening they do the kids <laughs> <laughs> do the hat, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I think a really important factor which um, doesn't tend to get considered is strains of weed. That is such an important thing. You know, the mm. whole indica versus sativa. It's, you know, like whiskey or a beer. Like, it, it, there's varying strains of, of, of cannabis as well. And you'll find that nearly all the studies to do with it never take into the account... Never take into account, sorry, the strain of weed that they're using what mm. strain is it is it a female is it a hybrid is it a male plant they all have different effects yeah so and you're not you're not going to get like a, a, a sticker with the ingredients on it when mm. you buy your 50 bag from old mate and morley mm-hmm. you know but if exactly. you regulate that shit people can look at the box and go exactly hey, this is you know mm. this is good yeah well uh <laughs> 
this is great. <laughs> One of the many perks of decriminalizing drugs, you know? Exactly. Choice. It, it's, opportunity. I always harp on about this, but it is the irony of the whole, you know, criminalization and, and prohibition is that... It's bullshit. Doesn't when, work. when you prohibit something, you, you stop education around the substance. And you make it cooler. Yeah, exactly. And I you know. make people more prone to do silly things. Totally. Um, when, when it's illegal. Where, yeah. Like, if you told me, like... It's like, yeah. I have to buy weed off, off, off people because I'm afraid that any day they could be in jail. Right. Yeah. If, if I had the freedom and the responsibility of knowing that it's available in the shop, I'll be like, oh, I'll get it next week, just like a six-pack or, or something. Yeah. You know, I'm not forced into this, like, fearful state you, where not, I'm worrying that, about, you know... You're uh, not forced to live mm. a life of crime to mm. get the high that you want. Mm-hmm. And that is a really good point. Like, um, I don't know, you've probably read that article that went around a while back about um, the... I think it's in the Netherlands, how they attack... Uh, how they tackle, sorry, the the heroin problem they've had. Mm -hmm. And they just started setting up clinics by the government, producing heroin and giving it free to registered addicts Mm -hmm. three times a day. You can go in. Mm -hmm. If you signed up, you have to be on time. If you're like a minute late, you don't get your fix, Mm -hmm. which uh, that would make me ropeable, I have to say. (laughs) 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 You know, but but whatever, you know, it's a good, it's a start. Yeah. Um, You go in three times a day, you get, you get your fix. And because like you were saying, they don't have to become criminals to, to seek the drug out. Mm. Um, So there's, and you know, the, every drug has its own scene and what people do in order to get between hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's some pretty ugly sort of um, paths you can go down. It, it, it's it's well documented with heroin, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But they don't have to do that in the Netherlands if they mm-hmm. register and they can go get free heroin. So a lot of they end up sitting around all day in between getting high and a lot of them just get bored mm. and then just quit the drug. And, and it's actually like the statistics... Um, I remember the, it being a, a significant drop in heroin use mm. in the Netherlands. So I think that kind of that just proves that you can kind of apply that sort of mentality to pretty much any substance. Yeah, to pretty much any substance. Exactly, and um, it's it's uh, there are already laws in place for bad shit. Right, if you hit someone, if you assault someone, if you steal or whatever, there's already laws in place for that. There's exactly. already punishments for that. So anything why... bad you could do on those drugs, they're mm-hmm. already illegal. They're already illegal in the first place. Like so... there's no, there's not going to be any new bills passed of like, well, you know, using your phone just when you're sitting down, mm-hmm. you know, that was that's fine. But if you do it on heroin, we're gonna get you. Yeah, you can't be going on Facebook on heroin, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. No. So it's it's just bizarre, you know, like. If, uh, why add another charge onto something else when there's already a law in place? Oh, you, you've been found. Oh, you had a car crash. Oh, you, but you were found. We swabbed your mouth and you had cannabis in your system. Why add another charge? You've already crashed the car. You've already fucked up, right? I think. So I, like, yeah, I read. Yeah. I read a really cool quote the other day. It was um uh the le- I think, sorry, oh, I'm paraphrasing now because I don't yeah. really remember. I paraphrase, <laughs> like the, the, yeah. I paraphrase every day. So yeah, don't worry. yeah. <laughs> you just paraphrase the word itself. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> Uh, there was something along the lines of uh, the lesser educated, the lesser educated always act with an impatient arrogance. And when you, so when you criminalize something, you just sort of slap like a, a harsh law, mm-hmm. you know, and imprison someone for doing a thing. That's kind mm-hmm. of a very impatient. People are always so quick to, oh, we should lock them up. Mm. It's a real knee jerk thing. Yeah. You know, it's actually yeah. like locking someone up for something in theory is the last resort mm-hmm. when all other forms of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
uh, repeal and uh, rehabilitation mm-hmm. don't work. But yeah. people are so quick to want to lock up people mm-hmm. for anything to do with drugs. Oh, but, definitely, yeah. yeah. And, and and they're alongside people that are that have committed, you know crimes that have actually hurt other people when yeah. uh, essentially a lot of drugs especially um i'm not really talking about meth and amphetamines and shit because I, th- I still think that shit's dirty and i would never touch it but totally in terms of psychedelics you know natural things it's like you're you're punishing someone for essentially exploring their own mind uh, yeah which is which is really bizarre when you really think about it it's, i know and the conservatives mm. are supposed to be for freedom and individual liberty mm. but because of their fear of 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 drugs and mm. it is fear yeah if they, they fear the that something could make a person mm-hmm. lose control I and guess. you'll often find with uh, especially drug convictions like yeah. the repercussions it, it's weird that you know you're supposed to be going to jail to to quote unquote rehabilitate the person yeah they're supposed to somehow learn from a mistake but what you're really doing is building resentment yeah. That person will be resentful towards the system and, and police and they get marginalized. So when they come out, they're more likely to reoffend because they're fucking angry at, at the situation. So I, I don't see how locking up drug addicts actually achieves anything at all. No. Unless, Which is why Barack they're, Obama they're, yeah. was so right to, um, uh, forget the term for it, but basically he passed a, a law that... that think freed so many um non-violent uh drug offenders from Mm. prison Mm -hmm. you know because they have a population crisis with the the prison system over there and they also have prisons who work for profit which is really disgusting private prisons yeah 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 they they actually their their business is uh to keep people in prison yeah to to do they need workers catch offenders and and, how insane is that that's that's really weird and then like you start to question well I guess police are just kind of the... It's just this huge cycle of racism, essentially, Mm. because in America, there are many states where if you have a criminal record, um, you can't vote Mm. for who becomes the president. Can't get a job either. You know, and that is seen as sort of an overall uh, not-so-subtle way Mm -hmm. of um, minimising the black vote in in any election either way Mm -hmm. um, by, you know, because in America, blacks are far more likely to get arrested... Mm -hmm than whites are so yep. you know if you slap a criminal record on that and say well you can't vote now mm-hmm. you've got less and less black americans yep. that can vote and if you can't get a job you can't get money and then mm-hmm. what happens is you get disenfranchised and yeah. you get marginalized by society and then that whole cycle starts again and it's yeah. like what you're really saying is that people don't deserve a second chance I know it, 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 it's kind of weird, right? And yeah. and, the, and the system is supposed to quote unquote rehabilitate people so that they learn when they come out. Yeah. But what do they do when they have a, a a record now? They can't even get a job at fucking Applebee's or whatever. Like what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that lack yeah. of forgiveness that 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 exists in their pop culture and our pop culture too. You know, mm. like we don't we don't forgive anyone in the public eye for for something they might have done back in the day. You mm-hmm. know, whether it's something you know like the Bill Clinton's affair, or mm-hmm. or uh, you know uh, someone that was on Australian Idol and and got you know really insulted by one of the judges, or something like that. You mm-hmm. know that seems to whatever that person tries to do later in life, we we always you know bring up these supposed crimes they've committed socially anyway mm. in our eyes. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's insane. It's a great. It's a really Which is why I'm ve- one of the re- very reasons I'm glad I'm not that famous. <laughs> you know, I've always avoided becoming famous. And for that very reason, because I've got some absolute shit on YouTube. (laughs) 
I wouldn't last a second. If I had like one breakthrough hit, it would take a day for someone to go, oh, here he is singing in this random record shop to two people and he sounds a bit rubbish. <laughs> Viral. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, it's a really unforgiven client, like, especially with the internet, man. Like Rob Thomas and shit saying that shit. That was his fault. So it, was, I mean- it was his fault. <laughs> it's fucking funny because it was his fault, but it's like you, it, it, you really can't get it. Now, now everything you do is on like a phone. Like people are recording yeah. shit now. I love, I love the Rob minutes. Thomas thing because yeah. I mean I don't love it. Obviously, <laughs> that's, a bad, that's a bad way to go into that one. <laughs> but uh, the, the the hilarious thing about because he was telling a story on stage. This is what I read. I, I wasn't at the Rob Thomas gig, sadly. <laughs> you know that is how a heart breaks after all. Um, he said something on the lines of you know on, on the plane here. You know I was I was uh, I was drinking so much. I drank so much that for I thought I was Australian and people cheered and he's like then I drank so much I thought I was a black Australian and that just got booed but then he actually followed that with and then I drank so much I thought I was a little Australian girl so he was clearly um so he he was I believe him when he says he didn't intend mm. to be racist. I just think yeah. it was dumb that he said the racist thing because the little the, the girl comment at the end proves that in his mind he was just on this little tangent, mm-hmm. and in his mind he, he was, was going to, somewhere. He with was it. trying yeah. to get across to the crowd yeah. that he drank so much he thought he was all these strange things yeah. that he clearly is not. He was doing a bit, you know. But little did he know that when you say I drank so much I thought I was a black Australian, <laughs> you're basically <laughs> commenting on alcoholism in the indigenous Australian yeah. Yeah, community. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't quite have the same And that's why he got scunted, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. But um But now he's like, um he's still in he the co- he's still in the country. He apologized yeah. and I read a thing today like Rob Thomas agrees to meet with Indigenous Elder. Is that I don't know, is that you know Russell Brand when he does the uh um African child uh music yeah, yeah. video yeah. In, that, in that movie? Yeah. Is that kinda like like the biggest PR bullshit? Yeah. Like <laughs> It's like the marketing person is like, all right, you've got to do this shit now. Like, let's hook it up. Yeah, so it's like can... Eminem bringing Elton John out at the Grammys going, see, I'm not homophobic. You exactly. know, it's just this huge bullshit it's gesture. damage control. I don't believe Eminem's homophobia, but I mean, like, <laughs> Rob, I'm agreeing to meet with the indigenous elder. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> do, you think, do you think a lot of people are kind of like, oh, that shit, we just, we just wanted you to say sorry, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, really yeah. Don't. That's, a waste of your, that's a waste of our time <laughs> because we don't want to meet you. But, <laughs> yeah, it is true, man. But, you, you know, the, the whole, just to take it back like the whole war on drugs is really like ethnicity based it, it really is aimed at further marginalizing a group of people so that they really can't drag themselves out of it you know like it, it's crazy like like you said like three quarters of people in in the prisons in america are either latino or black or or you know and um yeah, it's obviously a real problem. it's obviously not working it's the obviously war, not working they're not ha- like, it's insane how many um, uh, cases of police killings are just surfacing more mm. and more, you know. And there, are, you know, there are sections of you know Vice and, and other websites like um, Filming Cops is a good fa- is a you know, it's all right Facebook page mm-hmm. posts yep. a lot of crap, but it's they're, they're one of those they're always revealing these you know f- footage surfacing of, of, of police brutality, mm. and it's 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 well it's disappointing but kind of strange how like the the police force their spokespeople at least are not coming out and saying yes this is a problem we have to address this. instead these cops keep getting let off mm. and um it gets sort of covered up you know it's the same way the catholic church likes to cover up their indiscrepancies rather than yeah really yeah. you know what what is it about these supposedly uh 
peaceful and they're, they're there, you know, the cops are there to protect and serve apparently. But mm-hmm. why why are the organizations not admitting that there's a problem and wanting to solve it? Why are they, why are they antagonizing themselves every time they cover mm. up? Or, or 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 let someone off for committing a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty much. I think they're just afraid of the the repercussions regarding the the repercussions of, of what that implies. I think they don't. They're scared of people losing faith in the system, and I think mm. that's where it stems from. They they want to sweep all this stuff under the carpet, but you can't hide it now with the internet. You just can't. Like people are so empowered now with communication, yeah. that you are fucked if you pull some shit. Like someone's going to film it. Exactly, and, and their biggest like, defense is like you know, well, you know, this is an attack on police. Like the mm. whole thing with Beyonce, mm. um, with her. Son at the Super Bowl, you know, that they were saying, oh, this, this is an attack on, on police. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not all like that. There are many good cops. And it's yeah. like, but the same people who are saying that argument, like the Fox News types, the same people who are using that argument in defense of the police are often the same people that accuse um, the, the Islamic world of yeah. the same kind of blanket um, mm-hmm. antagony, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, you know, but they're the ones judging another huge group for the actions of its, um, exactly. of its few. But when it flips on but them, it it's flips like, on no, them. no, exactly. no, we didn't do that. No, no, no. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's like it's it's so hypocritical. It's not. I know. Funny. It's so hypocritical. Feel free to grab another beer. I, I, I might. I, I see you glancing. Can we hit pause and can I go? We pee? can. T- we can totally hit pause and you can pee. Uh, cool. We'll be back with uh, Tim Nelson. You're listening to Mission Control. How is your pee? Ah, oh, Tim's lighting up at the moment. He can't talk. He will be right back. <laughs> it was good. It was a good pee. Yeah. I got to meet pee. your parents. Yeah, I yeah. went in the toilet. They were. <laughs> It was on the way. My dad was holding... Turn the light on it. Oh, oh nice holding to meet you too. <laughs> 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 All right, this is going to be weird. <laughs> I uh, sleep here. Uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I was talking a bit about before, yeah, just in that break about... Um, it's weird, like, cannabis can have a reverse effect if you're already predisposed to being anxious. It's like, having a very forward effect now. Exactly, yeah. Like, uh, I'm usually anxious by nature, but I just it all goes away in a liberating way, but not in a... Uh, do you know when people run from their problems and they use certain substances, like mm-hmm. they get drunk? I find it doesn't hit me as hard with weed. Like, it just... It, I, I get reminded about the good things when I have it. It's weird. Yeah? yeah. You're, just, you're just sitting there baked as a cake, just going, oh, me. Me. <laughs> Wasn't I great? Oh, I remember when I said hello to that guy. I was really nice to him. Oh, it was. Uh, I gave that. I gave that old Asian lady my seat on the bus. I'm a hero. I'm a I hero. I should Facebook this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Was, yeah. Um, in a way, yeah. You're kind of right. That's what it does do to me. But um, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I. I, I don't. I, I. I am. I. Yeah. I find it reminds me about how good things are. It's. It's weird because uh, a lot of stories that you hear is are quite negative about people that smoke it daily. You know, like oh, that's all he does. He just sits on the couch plays video games I don't know what to do yeah look uh, I can't I would if I smoked it every day dude I'd be dead I would just I wouldn't get up I wouldn't eat and I, I would eat I'd be really hungry actually yeah. I'd be bad. you know if I did anything it'd be eat yeah. but I wouldn't go out and work and earn money and then I would have nothing left to eat exactly yeah I would yeah. just become so complacent um, with just sitting on the couch and watching, yeah. watching Netflix but or something cooking is great after a bit of uh, a bit of weed yeah. I think uh, y- y- yeah I, I, sure I p- it is. pour my heart and soul into the whole process and so, yeah. things yeah. that are mundane are just kind of alright you know mm. yeah you, you know, 
back in South America, they used to give like the workers a hit of cannabis um, while they picked, you know, wheat and shit. And um, they noticed that m- morale actually increased. Like they questioned things less, and they were less bummed out about their situation. <laughs> Oddly enough, they came back, and all the wheat was gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway... Um, One of them was like, I think I can make a sandwich out of this. <laughs> Dude, make a fucking sandwich. It's I'm not so really hungry. processed yet, but I'm sure I can smush this into a paste and make a sandwich out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um... So, what shows do you have coming up? Um, that's a terrible question. Yeah, I want to know, <laughs> because I, I'm leaving for Melbourne. So oh, you want to know? Oh, okay. I, I, I'm trying to see as many bands as I can before I leave, so... Um, right, yeah. okay. Um, well, when does this go to air? I'd hate to be irrelevant. Um, probably tomorrow afternoon. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, Alright, well that cancels out tomorrow's gig. <laughs> um, It'll be before then, if yeah. you want to plug that. Nah. No? No, I was kidding. Um, oh, actually, what's, what's tomorrow? No, yeah, tomorrow is Thursday. Thursday, yeah. yeah. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because we are in tomorrow now, mm-hmm. when you hear it, um, I'm playing the there's Beaufort Street Songwriters Club. Cool. At the, the it's, in, it's the Flying Scotsman, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, playing some really, really cool people at that. Um, I think uh, Xanthia, Ben from Pat Chow, and Stella Donnelly. Mm-hmm. They're all sweet songwriters. Um, Friday and Saturday, doing two high horse shows. Mm-hmm. Playing at um, Mojo's with the Southern River Band for their crazy launch. And then Saturday night, I was playing with End of Fashion and Amplifier, which wow. I'm pretty excited about. It's like an old, an oh, older yeah. lineup, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think they're playing with like the dudes from before that. So I think they'd be That's talking cool. to one of them the other day. I think they're doing a bunch of old stuff from the EP and stuff, which would be wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah, would be a trip. Me. I'm definitely going to go to that show. I think. Yeah, That'd come cool. on down. Yeah, Amplifier. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Like I said, I'm, t- I'm just trying to squeeze as many Perth acts into my schedule as I can um, before I leave. But um, yeah, man, that's sick. That's absolutely sick. Um, yeah, where am I going with this? I have no idea. No one knows. We s- kind of solved all the world's problems in the first segment. Just in that first segment. half hour. Yeah. We should be politicians, I think. We shouldn't have had sex. I think <laughs> I think that actually... There's no tension anymore. <laughs> Like, now, now it's kind of weird. Like, I know. Do, do I call you like tomorrow? I, I feel or like yeah. Sorry, you? we peaked way too early. I, I thought no, we can do it once and then still have the magic, <laughs> exactly. and then we can do it again later. It's funny. I was yeah. trying to have my cake and eat it too, Daryl. I'm that sorry. That was weird. No, that's all right. That was, that was all right. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like you, you walk straight in the door and we just started making out. That was I know. The quickest, quickest move I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was just straight to the point. Yeah. Are you usually like that? Straight, uh, straight to the point. Straight and quick to the point. I've, yeah. you know. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> Straight and quick to the yeah. pointless. Yeah. How does it feel to have shorter hair than before? Than before. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. I can wear hats. Should yeah. I please? The amount of photos I see you tagged in at live concerts, like Damon Parlor at the Belvoir and whatever, and people are like p- picking out your afro in the crowd. <laughs> It's yeah, amazing. I'll get those messages throughout the night as yeah. well. There might be four or five people around yeah. the the stadium or wherever we are <laughs> that are like, "Hey, it's Nelson," that I know, yeah. and they'll just text me, mm. and I get I get all these things delivered direct, buddy. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's kind of mm. um, I just sort of became used to it. Like you'd be standing at a crowd, the big day out or whatever, and, and I just hear someone on the phone behind me go, "Yeah, just meet me by the red fuzz thing," <laughs> and then I couldn't move because <laughs> I'm invested now. What if You're you can't find it? Yeah, you're a landmark. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I gotta. St- oh, and then I just, you know, wait for them to meet up, and then yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. You know? So it's nice having the shorter hair. Um, you know, it's it's just really great having short hair at the moment. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm so glad I made the switch. <laughs> 
I love the transition between these deeply heated political issues <laughs> all the way to your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we well I mean, here? look, yeah. Yeah. But we, we had to get political and, and... I had to get that on You're the You're like an Asian yeah. Mark Maron. <laughs> and I'm like a red-haired Barack Obama. <laughs> which you don't... Please, yeah, that's a scary visual. That is but, very... Uh, that is but very that's scary. how I feel at the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a huge compliment. To myself, yeah. To yourself, It is, yeah. isn't it? I really... More of an insult to me. I feel really good... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Um, yeah, man, the the last couple of podcasts, I've kind of gravitated towards comedians because um, I feel like they they're more kind of open during podcasts. But man, you're you're one of the better better people. Oh, to talk buddy, to, you've it's, hit it's, the gold so, mine tonight. I've hit the gold mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, look, may I as just, well be Barack Obama right in front I'm, of me right I now. I may as well be. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I may or may not repeal a few laws <laughs> by the end of this podcast. Oh, that'll be amazing, man. Um, have you done a stand-up set before? I have not. I actually got cornered by someone the other night to do who, one, yeah. had, who thought he'd book me. For- oh, wow. Okay. There was this night where um, uh, it's called oh, Comedy Virgins, I think. And it started out, they started, they got people, yeah. like music dudes, who'd mm-hmm. never done any stand-up before. Yeah. And, you know, a bunch of dudes from, I think, Express and a few Industry. bands. Yeah, Travis Johnson did one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole pile of people did one. Yeah, it was really cool. Someone put my name forward for that. And yeah. they were like, yeah, cool, we'll get you down one of those nights. And then the night ended so I, I never had to go through with it yeah um but then i saw the the, the dude who runs it um at fringe the other night yep. in the artist bar and uh we were, i mean we were both out of our minds but he was <laughs> like dude that show you were gonna do i put you on the application form for this new like comedy festival show it won't just be musicians now it'll be a bunch of different artists but you're in it so we'll see you there you're locked in it's in may i'm like what yeah <laughs> Um, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm just going to say that now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, not going to go through that. Yeah. No. no. It, it's weird, yeah. Um, um, I think I, I've talked to a couple of guests about this, um, how musicians tend to think that they're quite comedic and comedians love mu- like there's a weird connection between the comedy world and, and like musicians, musicians yeah. tend to think they're quite comedic <laughs> <laughs> no one else does <laughs> I think um, no I think that there's definitely a connection between musicians and comedians there's, there's some weird which is unfortunate too because honestly it can be the it can be the what ruins a gig when you're trying to watch a band exactly and, they're trying and to then they break whatever and... serious vibe they have with the music mm-hmm. and they're trying to crack shit jokes yeah, yeah. I can't imagine how awful it is to come and see one of my gigs that would be yeah god awful yeah is that something that you I do? play shows and I'm like I'm so happy I'm not in the audience right yeah. now this would yeah. suck <laughs> dude I think one um I saw you play at a warehouse party I think yeah sometimes sometime last year it was with like we threw a house uh warehouse party, a warehouse party. next to our next to our jam room yeah that, that, that was, was cool. that's why I used my van as the DJ booth at that ah, that's what that was from. I was gonna say that I was like mm. as soon as you brought up the van I was like didn't you stand on that and sing a song like I that? did. You, you did. I did. Yeah. yeah. And and didn't you say like get the fuck off my van to? Well, someone was trying to get up there with me. And I was like, <laughs> well, this is part of the show, buddy. Doesn't mean you're invited. <laughs> get the fuck off the van. <laughs> um, that was that was cool. We had tight line. Really cool. And uh, the Kill Devil Hills. Mm-hmm. So I played twice. Mm-hmm. And we just set up in this you know big warehouse. Had some lasers. And, that was uh, great. That was great. That was, was a really really good vibe. And uh, everyone was. Sensible? Well, no yeah, we had that around. no dickhead sign, thanks mm-hmm. to Haley. Yep. And it was BYO, so everyone was bringing their own piss. It had to be, yeah. yeah. I think that would have made it proper illegal yeah. if we'd sold booze. To be selling, yeah, you know. to be selling We did booze. consider it, but 
then it was just kind of mm-hmm. I couldn't resist the thought of doing having the big uh, huge uh, crate sized um, esky yeah you know like mm-hmm. this is huge it was like two pallet gutted out yeah just full of booze but you had like porta potties and everything did you have to hire that we, shit yeah out? we hired all that out look yeah. we go proper mate we don't fucking skimp on the party and and the pro- right? a proper black it's also fence. why we haven't done it again because it's fucking expensive <laughs> fucking expensive yeah <laughs> oh but it was great man that oh, was look, a good we'll night. Do another one yeah, I've wanted to do another one. one I had this thought the other night I'd love to do a show and it pro- infidels would probably be the best fit for this mm-hmm. but I'd love to do it like versus like either one or a few throughout the night just real sweet like deep house DJs and have our set and theirs mixed together and we can make songs go for you know 20 minutes and jam them out but have it all kind of you know uh, sound wise all going through the same equipment Mm -hmm. so that you know our drum kit doesn't uh, not suit the sounds of the drums in his stuff and then we can kind of seamlessly basically play with a DJ Mm -hmm. um, sparring off each other for like Like, hours uh, like Limp Bizkit for example no no more like Taxi Ride (laughs) Daryl come on I mean no not like not like like he'll pop up after every chorus and just go (laughs) yeah (laughs) goes to the mold you know no, I mean like like a proper yeah, like playing a You know what I fucking mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, you're playing along. <laughs> I was just being a cunt, but um, and you do it so well. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. But um, oh, that sounds like a nightmare, but it sounds like it could work. Yeah, hopefully you'd, you'd not a nightmare to, to, mm. to be at. Do you know who you would potentially work with if you were to do that? No, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of have this, like, um, Dale, who I play in High Horse with, mm-hmm. he and I at one point had this, like, house music thing called Klaus von House. <laughs> and, um, but he's pretty much the the sole creative force in that project now. So he just makes um, deep house music a lot. And when we hang out at his place, we kind of listen to it and mm-hmm. talk about releasing it which you know we're too lazy to ever do yeah yeah um so mate yeah i could do it with him he's just got this new new rig where he's got all these synths and um cd or the tractor version of you know a cdj and Mm -hmm. and ableton and he can kind of uh, turn a a dj set into a yeah a live thing that he can jam with that sounds really interesting yeah like a one-man band yeah yeah um it's pretty cool that sounds great uh so maybe him or maybe you know one of the dudes that you know dj geisha a lot they always seem to have good djs yeah Yep. No, that if sounds you're like into a good that idea. stuff, which I am. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, like in like not necessarily in the live format, but you, you know, bands like Stone Roses um, and uh, Primal Scream, they fit electronic music so well. Mm. Yeah. You know, so this would be like a live version of a remix. Yeah. That, that that'd be the. That sounds very interesting. That'd be great. You know, I think if you have everyone was you know, on pills <laughs> and Molly. Um, what did you think of uh, the Disconnect Festival? I saw you there as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you played one set in the chapel. One set in the chapel, and then you went off to the that's the right. main stage and did a, a full band uh, set. Right? No, no, we no. did that in the chapel as well. Oh, yeah, now, it's all coming back to me. Now yeah. I remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, oh, that festival was so much fun because it was a total shambles. Mm. It was very uh, disorganized. No one knew what was going on. It was, on. but it, it was it, really, that was kind of the charm really behind it in a way. Like, yeah. Initially, I was a little bit like, "What is going on? Mm. When do we get our passes? Are we allowed to have a beer?" Like it was very like what like we arrived and no one really knew what was happening but then that quickly dissipated because it was just a cool location cool people and yeah probably the most yeah the least rowdiest group of people as well yeah I think think Chet Faker pulling out meant that a lot of like (laughs) fuckheads just like bailed on the festival you know like nothing against Chet Faker but generally anyone that 
popular at the moment yep. attracts a really, uh, you know, yeah. a, a, an ugly kind of human. Exactly. Very, yeah. Uh, the yeah. very, you know, the kind of people that are very much just there because they heard of one song, song or something on like Triple J. Whereas yeah, pretty like much all the other artists had like a, 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 a more, um, I would say, like cult following about mm-hmm. them. Like you had Mercury Rev and Flight Facilities and yeah. Um, I really like Meg Max set. She was really good. Um, yeah, she was great. The first she time, had Pete um, from my band. Playing, mm-hmm. playing with them. Oh um, wow, cool! Old, old mate Pete. What does what does he do in the band? Drums. Ah, yeah. that's really cool. And we were hanging in the sound sound tent. We weren't allowed to bring. They gave us our because the, the church right yeah. where we played it was situated right next to the entrance to the big licensed um, alcoholic area. Mm-hmm. Um, but we weren't technically in that area. But they gave our um, they put our tub of beer as our rider in the 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 area with the church, mm-hmm. so we could drink in this little you remember that little artist area a little cage but yeah. then it was technically against the rules to take alcohol into the bit in between the chapel and the license area which mm-hmm. is the the, the dirt, general the admission yeah, yeah, the, the rest yeah. of it yep so because of that few meters you have to walk outside of two areas that are unlicensed we mm-hmm. couldn't bring beers into the, the main part yeah but uh, one of the sound guys gave me like a, a pelican case and i emptied it out and i was just like trojan horsing beers into the and it's just we were just hanging at the sound desk all yeah. day which so like Pond and, and Meg Mac and, yeah, yeah. And, and all that and just, just smashing beers and that was that was, was funny I remember better. you going always you have to pay like you know 50 bucks for you know no, you're right. a you're quarter exactly of a right. Corona and, and you played as well twice so it's like come on I kind of deserve like a couple of beers I deserve <laughs> just waterfalls <laughs> waterfalls of, of, of champagne oh that was hilarious I remember you like yeah doing runs back and forth with the Pelican case <laughs> You, you saw like, it. Yeah, yeah. You were like, all right, you guys want beers? I'll be right back. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, you appear with a pelican case full of, like, beer. That was fucking fun. One beer, I got beer. You want to watch? <laughs> I got to watch. What do you want? I got it. <laughs> and then you had to play that wedding. Yeah, yeah. You had yeah. to go off and play that wedding. With yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was a relative of someone in, in the band. Yeah, they, yeah. they had this... Um, I think it's usually a boys' school camp booked yep. out, so they had a you know basketball court and all these dorms, a really nice big um, mm-hmm. area where the lawn and that's where, mm-hmm. the, where they got married. Did um, you stay the whole of uh, disconnect? Yeah, just- I was there on the Friday for my solo set, mm-hmm. and then we fanged it to the wedding and did that on all Saturday, and then Sunday came back and did disconnect, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, then we went. Then luckily we were allowed to stay back on the wedding grounds yeah. on the Sunday night, which was you know should you know well, we couldn't have driven home, Daryl. We bloody trolling <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i remember the drive home it was it was great yeah it was a good <laughs> it was a good hour to myself yeah just oh were you stoned were you just like god i'm a good driver no oh my, look no. at that turn luckily i, I kind of lived towards like where it was but generally like you that was some that was like one of the best drives of my life for wow. some weird reason it's like because my car is kind of like falling apart so like i had a whole hour to just uh, have several uh existential moments <laughs> dude, dude, alone is, wow i didn't realize this was going to be such a beautiful moment <laughs> Ah, that was a beautiful drive. Uh, Mainly because, like, I had 7% battery left on my phone. Yeah. I I needed Google Maps, and I was, like, ready to let go and ready to accept the fact that I might starve to death out in the woods. (laughs) 
Isn't it terrible <laughs> how intrinsically connected we are by our soul to our fucking phone? Yeah, totally. To the point where when you when you see that low battery, a part of you dies inside, mm-hmm. yep. and you're like, "Oh my god, oh no, my life's about to end. I need <laughs> yeah. fu- where's the charger? Have you got a charge? Oh my yeah. god, no! You could be halfway through surgery, exactly, and yeah. you're just like, ah, you know, with all these knives sticking out of you. Like, yeah, I need, it's I need like, a phone oh, charger. I can't send my dick pic on Snapchat to my friend. Oh, what am I gonna fucking do? <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, and the the confidence that you feel when you have a fully charged battery, you're just like, you I out, am the like, shit, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, stays on a hundred longer than it stays on any other percent. You know, so it just plateaus there, bro. I'm plateauing at a hundred, bro. Uh, <laughs> but once you run like something like Maps or Spotify, and then you instantly goes down ten percent every and it's five like, minutes. It's like having a bag of coke on you when you're on the night. Oh, you're like you'll plug in even if you're not flat. Yeah. If you got a charger nearby, you'll yeah. plug in just to get a little bump. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or not even that, dude. Just you want to, you want a little hit? Yeah, oh, you want, dude, you want a little hit of battery juice, Fuck dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was, I'm so Dude, happy. Dude, check it out. It's not even going down. It's just staying at 50%. Oh this is going to be a sick night. <laughs> <laughs> More dick pics on Snapchat. Uh, yeah, but speaking of Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Are you on, yeah. Do you have any albums on Spotify? I do. Yeah. Uh, Which one? Yeah. Uh, all of, all you of really done no research. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> it was Tom, right? Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> Yes, my album's on Spotify. Okay, cool. Just like it was two bloody years ago when I last did your fucking piece of shit podcast. <laughs> oh, this is cool. And we last yeah. talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Which I, I haven't even listened to it. Yeah, yeah. How did it go? Uh, the last one it, we did. It went great. We viral, talked, we talked viral. It went viral. Yep. We talked about Chappelle Corby. We did. Uh, and we, she's still not out. I think you got way so higher. That's what we can do. <laughs> 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 not as influential in the media as we thought, Daryl. I know. Maybe we aren't as powerful as... Thanks for coming. We might wrap it. Is that like super premature for you? Did you want to keep going? That's so kind. No one ever asks that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, bro, I'm done. Not even in the bedroom? Do you want to keep going? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every attempt to sabotage this absolute gold mine of an interview. <laughs> you know, I've bit my tongue, but I can have no more of this. So 
Look, yeah, bro, I'm done. That's really cool. <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. Thanks like, for having me. I hope I get to see you again before I leave. Um, I leave the end of March, but um, cool, man. Sounds like you have a lot of gigs coming up, so yeah, I'm pretty busy, so like, yeah, I might not see you around. So. <laughs> I'll see how I go. Yeah, just are like, we just gonna not vid- visit each other, even though we're ten minutes away? <laughs> You're south of the river. Like, what's in it for me? <laughs> oh, no, exactly. <laughs> Check out Tim Nelson on uh, Defuck. They already know. They already know. You're the only one that doesn't know. I, I I've been under You're a really really late to the party I'm really on my really whole thing late. intentionally late um, it's gonna be on the little description that I put up on the website but Is it's it a like really cat- funny episode for a first episode it's really fucking funny yeah uh, and um yeah There's Matt, some, Matt and Henry yeah. wrote it they, they are dude, hilarious dudes that was awesome like none of it was like cheesy as, and there's one scene that's gonna make you cringe in it if you haven't seen it already but um yeah yeah the whole poo <laughs> there's poo smearing let's just say that yeah <laughs> that's what you took from that yeah of all the other things <laughs> of all the other things yeah I don't want to give away the really gross bit but you can see Tim Nelson hold a gun which is pretty fucking sexy so well <laughs> thanks man yeah you can... <laughs> I'm, I'm just part of that calendar you know gingers with guns yeah, yeah. Right. no one wants to shoot that calendar <laughs> yeah you know, it's very well like the gingers that get selected for it no one wants December because it's too hot everyone wants yeah. to everyone wants to do their shoot in like January February oh yeah. yes I got March yes <laughs> they always give me November you know <laughs> Amazing, dude. Thanks so much for coming down. Um, I'll catch you at the show sometime. Cool, man. Everyone I'll check out... Probably see you at your mum's house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone check out Tim Nelson's shit. And uh, <laughs> and it is shit. Keep keep hitting refresh on Spotify so he gets more than $2 a month. So I've never yeah. done that. I've <laughs> never done that. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Catch you later. Dreaming like all dreamers do. Thought I could change things for you Well at first I guess I gave it my best But I never could see things through mm-hmm. Caroline When we met I was tanked I was filled with regret Caroline I can change And try But it all seems so strange